Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and a good morning in this segment. We're focusing on World Mental Illness Awareness. And so today is the 5th of July and it marks the start of the World Mental Illness Awareness Month. And we will be chatting to none other than our clinical psychologist, Mark Delare. Mark, good morning to you and a warm welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Always wonderful to be on your station. The pleasure is ours, Mark. And the more, um, you know, uh, we can give to our listeners, and especially with regards to uh, awareness, the better for all of us in society, isn't it? Absolutely so. I think the more that we know, the more that we understand, the more we can help each other. Indeed. Mark, however, you know, what is mental illness? So mental illness is, is something that I think we, is, is unseen, um, you know, in some ways obviously unseen, and in other ways it's, it's kind of in our face. Um, you know, as a society, we generally want to see something that's observable. So if you break your leg, we can see that, you can go to hospital, we can fix it. Mm-hmm. But mental health is something that we don't, you know, it's not that observable, or people don't believe it's observable. And, and so mental health is something that affects the way in which we, we function in society. So, you know, we always think about it as being just our emotions, but um, the truth is there's a, the emotional component, but it's kind of how are we thinking about things, how are we seeing our future, how are we seeing our present, how are we seeing what's happened in the past. And that then affects the way in which we have the energy and the motivation to, to move forward and to do things just in our daily life. So, I don't know if that, that sort of makes sense. Definitely, Mark. So just mm-hmm. looking at, you know, mental illnesses, how is it determined who suffers with a mental illness? I think that's the difficult, the, the difficult thing is that I think a lot more people struggle with mental illness. I think we often look for something really extreme and, 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 and extremely serious. But, you know, just as we can have a severe um, depression, you can also have a mild depression. It's just as as you can have mild anxiety, you can have severe anxiety and all of them have different effects and and I suppose the main thing to look for, the main thing that people look for both clinicians and, and society is how it's affecting our functioning so when it starts to affect the way in which you are able to, to manage yourself and to manage your, 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 your daily tasks and activities that's when, when um, or those are the kind of signs that we look for So are we looking at mental illnesses that's curable or only treatable? A lot of them are curable. Um, you know, most of them, we have to start at a, at a treatment point. And when I say curable, you know, if, you, if you're dealing with a, a sort of um, anxiety, there's a level at which you can help the person understand that anxiety, where it's coming from and how to manage it. So, uh, again, anxiety is a, is a healthy thing. You know, you, you walk across the road, you want to be anxious enough to look left and right so you don't get hit by the bus. But <laughs> at certain levels, it, it makes it very difficult to function. So you don't want to cure that, but you can, you can help people manage it. Depression, there are certain depressions, your bipolar depressions, which are not necessarily curable, but they are, are manageable and treatable with medication and, 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 and so. But then there are other depressions, for example, um, 
someone might become depressed because they've lost a loved one. Someone might yes. become depressed because they um, have lost their job. Those kinds of things can be worked through and then ultimately cured if we, if we can use that. as Indeed. Mark, there's one thing that really stands out, and that is the fact that, you know, there are so many different categories that falls under mental illness, basically. Or, and um, mm. we're looking at depression, and you've mentioned the reasons for, uh, of depression as well, which is definitely, you know, something that is curable or treatable as well. Mm. But there's a great stigma, and so people don't often, you know, speak about the, the, the condition either because of the stigma that is that is attached to mental illnesses. That's true, and I, and I think that's one of the biggest failings that we as a society actually have, and I talk about that generally across the world, is this fear about speaking about these things because we, we fear the stigmatization ourselves. And, and also I think because there's this, this, this mystery around because it's not observable that it can't be cured yes. um, and, it, and it will be seen, seen as a weakness. So we sort of hide that, but then unfortunately, uh, you know, mental health conditions are also things like substance abuse, uh, um, you know, um, uh, addiction, those kinds of things, are actually mental health conditions as well. So those usually come out of very often mental health conditions not being treated or, 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 or um, you know, helped with. Okay. Mark, is mental health in South Africa seen and supported in the same way as any other medical condition? Um, I think we'd like to say that it is, but, but in effect it's not. That, you know, there are many, many different reasons for that, and I suppose it would take a long time for us to discuss them all. One is that, you know, basic um, medical care in South Africa was something that was not uh, looked at before, and then it, and then it was. And, and so, you know, we're talking about our TB, HIV, and AIDS, um, you know, child mortality, all those things were focused on. So mental health was not, not financed or seen in the same, same light as those conditions. So I think we're, we're behind the curve, way behind the curve in terms of mental health care beds, you know, um, psychiatrists, psychologists, all of those kinds of things. So it unfortunately hasn't been. Uh, I think it was um, an oversight basically because it wasn't the finance to start with. But now it's just that's way behind the curve. Mark, so if we speak about a mental condition, a mental health condition, at what age will a parent, you know, notice that, you know, something is not really um, right with my child something is wrong is it when it is in the teens are there different stages um, you know in, in your lifespan where mental health actually like they say sticks a copy eight? yes you see that, that, that becomes very difficult we I suppose mental health conditions can start at a very early age. You know, if your child has, which you won't know as 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 a, as a parent necessarily, might might be prone to something like ADD or ADHD, which also mm-hmm. falls under mental health conditions. Um, then you know that might really start um, affecting them at a very very early age. We also seeing kids as young as eight or nine years old. Um, having depression and in fact being suicidal even though they might not understand what that really means so so there isn't really an age where, where it, you know we can define that it starts it starts sometimes at a very early age however generally speaking we will start noticing those things in sort of um, like you say your, your 9, 10 year old but then in your teens when the behavior of the child is starting to be be seen as very different from from the norm, yes. um, and you know, of course, our teenagers can be can be very complicated sometimes. <laughs> but when you see a sustained change in behaviour in your child, that's when you start should start noticing, you know, or start looking at what is really going on here. Okay, is 
true that uh, you know um, that at times the schools would be referring children as well or do they have to have permission from the parents if they detect something is wrong maybe calling in the parents and also um, you know uh, provide some sort of intervention look I think I think it is very difficult often for the schools as mm. to, to what they can do but I think it is important because you know um, they are the ones that are observing the, the, the children during the day so I think the important thing is is if schools at least have an, uh, an open policy where they yes. they communicate with the parents and try and keep them informed as to what's going on. It doesn't mean they have to be called into the school, but you know if your school, if your child is not arriving at school or they're not arriving at school on time or those kinds of things, that the parents after the, the school should be checking in at least with the parents. I know it's very difficult yes. just with logistics, but if that can start to happen we can maybe preempt some of the things that are happening. Mark, earlier you mentioned depression and unemployment, and I think, you know what, when we speak about COVID-19 and we're looking at depression, do you find that, you know, there were more calls for help from from people? Yes, look, you know, since since last year's lockdown started, um, we've been noticing an uptick in that. Um, You know, people are becoming more desperate, becoming more despondent, and in fact, we're finding it amongst, uh, you know, the youth as well. Uh, people who were finishing their matric uh, were, were, were not sure what was going to happen in the future. Kids who started university, for example, three years ago experienced one year of normal um, university, and now the last two years they haven't actually been students as they understood it. They are even struggling with depression and anxieties now. So we are seeing a huge uptick in in. in people looking for help, needing help. Mark, um, how does mental health affect us, our country and the economy? So it it actually has a huge impact on our our economy and and the country. You know, um, we as individuals in our own homes and in our own families and and in our our, our, our sort of um, society in general are seeing the fallout of this. Uh, In terms of, of the economy, I mean, absenteeism from work only one of the greatest absenteeisms that is, that is unnoticed really is, is anxiety and depression because it's usually seen as something else and people stay away from work. We talk about substance use, alcohol use, drug use. Those have a huge impact on, on the, the um, economy with lost productivity, people being involved in domestic violence, accidents, uh, you know, the hospital system. So there's a, there's a huge fallout from uh, mental health that is not being or not we're not able to address uh, in the way that is needed to be addressed. Mm, definitely, Mark. We're looking at you know the loss of a love, uh, loss of a loved one, and I think you know when we're looking at COVID nineteen, we're looking at where there were families who lost both parents plus a sibling, perhaps you know, and we're looking at those left behind the coping coping mechanism. People always say, "No, I'm fine, I'm fine." Um, when do you you know advise people to to get some assistance? Why you know? be on your own and try to work through things when there is help available? I think you should you should be looking right in the beginning. It doesn't mean you need to go to a therapist to yes. see someone, but you should be talking to, hopefully, if you, there are other family members, friends, you know, a spiritual advisor, mm-hmm. um, even, even just your GP if you're going to the doctor, you know. Um, but, but anyone that you can, you should start speaking about it as soon as you are able to. I think when we when we are able to sort of talk about those things as painful as they are, um, the sooner we can start doing that, the better for us. Because it, again, it's a grieving process, so it's not something that's going to resolve itself immediately. 
and and you know it might be a year or five afterwards that you will still feel have those feelings obviously um but you need to start talking about it as soon as possible to someone else that they can just hear you they don't even need to give you advice okay mark then you know is there a theme for this year's world mental illness awareness um, I think from, from our perspective, I think different countries and, and, and so on, or maybe focusing on different things. For us, um, you know, with our organization, the main thing is just recognizing mental health as something that is real, recognizing that mental health issues can happen from as early as, you know, early childhood up to somebody who's 80 or 90 years old. And that is something that is pervasive in our society. So we want to just say be aware they talk about mental health awareness but we're saying be aware that it is around you all the time mark you're a clinic psych- uh, clinical psychologist and you've mentioned um you know in your uh, field and not just in your field but also in your organization tell us about this organization of yours so um i work for a, for a group called akeso a-k-e-s-o akeso um, psychiatric hospitals that is part of the neck care group Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we we have um, hospitals in all the main areas, not just our normal, obviously, our normal surgical hospitals, but psychiatric hospitals and clinics. We work with um, adolescents. We work with uh, people with substance use issues and also, you know, other general mental health conditions. And, uh, you know, even if you find normal, I want to say normal net care hospital, you can access us through there. And there are some other lines that, that can be called as well. If this advice that you would love to share with our listeners at this moment in time, what comes to mind? I think for me it's just, especially as families and communities, is, is let's just rally around each other. Let's, let's just listen to each other, spend some time with each other, and, and in that way be there for each other. You know, I think the, the, the thing that we're struggling all of us with now is we're all trying to survive, mm-hmm. and, and we tend to, to sort of judge each other, look at the behaviors of people, rather than trying to understand where that's coming from. So I think the one thing that we can do is to try and just support each other through just being there, listening. You don't have to actually do anything, buy anything. Just be there for your family members and for your friends. Like you said, don't judge, but rather be supportive. Correct. If there's a number you want to leave with our listeners with, I know that we'll be doing a series with you um, as well, and I'd love to get more information and just getting into the nitty-gritties of yes. it all and the different, because we, we, when we look at mental um, wellness, you know, there, there's a vast... Uh, um, topics uh, as well as um, you know certain conditions that you probably need to highlight a little bit further as well so for our listeners can be tuned in thinking you know what I need to get in touch with this guy Mark Delaray how do they do it <laughs> they probably won't get, get in touch with me directly uh, yes. immediately because I'll be too busy I suppose but our helpline for a case is um, 0861 435 so 0861 435 435 Lovely. and if you just google a case of clinics AKESO it will pop up um, on our website and there's, there's many different um, routes you can follow there most definitely and this is a, a helpline that is um, countrywide it's countrywide that, that helpline is countrywide and it's toll free I must say a big thank you, Mark, for speaking to us this morning and just uh, shedding some light. And I think lots of uh, our listeners tuning in this morning can benefit greatly from this number and information that you have shared with us. All the best and have a great Monday.
Thank you. You're most welcome. Thanks very much for inviting me. You're welcome. Well, that helpline once again is 0861-435-435. That is the helpline for a case. So do call them if you feel the need to speak to them. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape.